0: and welcome to the Master of Divinity podcast. I'm Michael Koiman, and I'll be your guide through this, our third course. As you recall, we're busy learning what ministers learn as they prepare for ministry in the church. So far, we've looked at the Bible, we've covered 2,000 years of Christian history, and now we're going to turn to Ethics In many ways, this is the most practical of our five courses, since each of us makes ethical choices every single day. Whether it's uh, drive or walk, paper or plastic, flip the bird or smile and wave, we all make ethical decisions. So where do you learn to make the right choice in a given situation? What framework do you use? I would argue that most of us have an intuitive moral sense, most often informed by parents, church, school, and the previous choices that we've made. We may have rules that we live by, rules we can articulate to others, or we may simply know that something seems wrong or right. Anytime we read the news or have a conversation, we encounter and assess the moral decisions that others have made. From a shining example to a cautionary tale, we are surrounded by ethical reminders. My goal for this course is to share a framework based on Christian ethical teaching. Some of the things you will learn are familiar, like the Golden Rule— and others will be quite new. Some will seem borrowed, like do no harm, and that's because they are. Through it all, I will strive to give real-world examples and try to make things as clear as possible, but no guarantees. Perhaps a quick question then before we begin. Where did you learn the moral principles that guide your day-to-day decisions? Go ahead and pause the tape if you wish. Some years ago, I was invited to speak to a local nonprofit to talk about basic ethics. It was an interesting challenge and it was nice to be asked, so off I went. Of course, it had been a few years since seminary, so I dusted off my old ethics textbooks and set about creating a summary of principles. Then I decided to frame this summary of principles using something that most people could relate to, like a trip to the supermarket. So this is what I shared. You're in a hurry as you approach the supermarket. You know exactly what you need, and you won't be a minute. All the spots are taken except that handicapped spot near the door, and in a flash of moral turpitude, uh, you take the spot what's the harm? You say to yourself, I'll just be a minute. Of course, immediate harm ensues when the next person to enter the parking lot needs the spot. So the first principle, rather aptly, is do no harm. It turns out the first item on your list is chocolate-covered almonds. Mm, You love chocolate-covered almonds, and as you lean over the bin, scoop in hand, you realize that you're alone in the aisle. Remember, you're already on some sort of moral holiday here, so you decide to sample. And as the taste explodes in your mouth, you remember this podcast, and with it, the second principle, which is pursue the common good. Laws against theft are in place to allow us to live together as a society and provide a set of assumptions about how we will behave as we pursue the common good. Next, you're at the checkout, and the cashier has given you too much change. It's a simple enough mistake, an error in your favor like monopoly, but this time you have a choice the first thing to consider is what would I do if the situation was reversed? If you were short-changed, would you say something? Of course you would. So the next principle is simple. Treat others as you wish to be treated. We call this the golden rule, a principle that exists in some form in almost every religion and philosophy. Now, being moral is hard work, so it's time to head home. As you walk toward the door, you notice that the edge of the rubber mat is folded over, creating a trip hazard. What do you do? In the strictest technical sense, it's not your problem. Stores have liability insurance just for such situations. But what if your 90-year-old granny is two steps behind? You fix the mat. What if it's your 90-year-old neighbor? You fix the mat. What if it's someone you've never met? You fix the mat. See, ethics is not hard. This scenario includes elements of all the principles we've defined so far, and, and we can even mix them up. Pursue the common good, a society where people care for strangers, do no harm, a reasonable person will spot a hazard and address it, and treat others as you wish to be treated, someday you may need a handicap spot too. Using all of these principles together, we define our fourth principle as develop a moral character. Ethicists speak of moral disposition, defined as a persistent desire to act in a certain way. So, just to close this story, the workshop at this local nonprofit was going along swimmingly until one of the participants sharply disagreed with example four, and they just wouldn't let it go. I tried more and more examples, what about your grandmother's grandmother, Uh, but the response was the same every time. It's not my responsibility. Meanwhile, at the edge of the room, various managers were wide-eyed and staring at each other, obviously taking mental note. So here are our four ethical principles. Do no harm, pursue the common good, treat others as you wish to be treated, and develop a moral character. Maybe you thought I was kidding in the last podcast about the cards you can print, but I was not. Uh, Check the website, p2.ca slash podcast, and, and look under episode 10. These four principles also form the general outline of this course. The first three fall under the broad heading of moral conduct, while the final principle is concerned with moral character. Next time, we'll meet Dr. Terry Anderson, emeritus professor at the Vancouver School of Theology, and we'll add more, much more, detail to this emerging ethical picture. To conclude this episode, I want to address uh, a more general question within the field, namely the changing nature of ethics and the extent to which our ideas can shift over time. The best way to illustrate this is with our second principle, uh, to pursue the common good. But before we look at my example, I want to pose another question. What are some of the issues where there has been a shift in thinking in the last few years. Pause the tape if you wish. Perhaps your list, whether you were chatting with someone or chatting with yourself, is longer than you expected, or perhaps not. So let me give you one that we might call paradigmatic, which is just a $5 word, meaning a typical example. My example would be in the area of divorce. When I was a child, I I knew only one kid in my school with divorced parents. It was very unusual. My friend and his family were viewed as different, as indeed they were. There has been an obvious shift in the number of people who have experienced divorce, and also in the way it is perceived. At one time, divorce was considered wrong. The commonly held view was that divorced people were guilty of some sort of moral failure and perhaps should be isolated as a result. Today, I would suggest, uh, the commonly held view of divorce has changed. It is now regarded as something that simply happens. Sometimes it's unfortunate, sometimes it's viewed as completely appropriate. In other words, the commonly held moral framework has changed the common good has shifted. Divorce has gone from always wrong to sometimes wrong. Some may argue that it has shifted to seldom wrong. The point that I want to illustrate is that the common good is continually changing and that it's renegotiated over time. I hope that everything we've discussed highlights uh, that ethics are relational They have to do with people in society and how they relate to one another and how they affect one another. There are very few individual choices, and ethics is most often about how our actions impact others. All of the principles we highlighted are relational. They concern how we live in community and the quality of our relationships. So that's it for today. Uh, A gentle start. Uh, Next week, we'll delve deeper into the Moral Forest, uh, dropping breadcrumbs as we go. And as always, thank you for joining me.